This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these goats. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. Podcast time Thursday. Getting set for the weekend. Al Dukes, what are the plans today? Uh, the plans for today? Well, I, I just I would like to get some rest uh, because of uh, my dog situation. that came up on the Boomer and Geo program today. But it, that whole thing got me thinking just about how how we life is all about complicating life. It can I, be, sure. And I wonder why that is. Like why as humans we try to complicate simple situations like marriage i think complicates life right i've thought about this a lot actually you have the problem is without it the kids well what 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 do you mean without marriage who's responsible the same as if you weren't married you and the mother what if i don't feel like paying but you could do that now if you don't feel like paying. You could, but you're married. I, yeah. Right. It makes it more complicated, right? No, I think it makes it easier. No, I'm saying if if you're married you're married now, if you decide you, you don't want to support the kids or whatever, it's complicated. Oh, for now. sure. hundred percent it does. Right. Absolutely. So we like even though as we've brought up here that mar- you know, fifty two percent of marriages end in divorce, if you hadn't gotten married and you were separating it's less complicated. Oh, of course. By marrying, we've complicated the situation. And it doesn't make it... Like, you're not going to stay married or stay together just because you're married. No, you. but you do stay together for the kids. See, if you're married and you break up, it's not complicated at all. It's actually very easy. It's when the kids get involved. That's when things get messy. And I mean really messy. What do you mean when the... What do you... Uh, what was the first part you said? You get married, you get divorced, you don't have kids. Oh, yeah, if you don't have a kid. There's right. nothing complicated about it. But it's still comp- more complicated than if you were just living together. Who owns the house? Well, if you're both, both names are on the deed, which happens when people are together a right. long time, even though they don't get married, you still have legalities involved. Right. So I, it's just to, the kid thing is what really makes things complicated very difficult yes very difficult. i always have found this interesting too i don't know why i guess because i observe a lot being around the baseball fields and with other couples and other people and it's obvious you can tell people that just don't like each other but they're still together it makes me think and you've you've said this before too and it's true like there was a moment in time for these people and i'm not going to go as far as to say they couldn't live without them because that's a bunch of nonsense but they felt so strongly about the other person that they wanted to put a ring on their finger they wanted to get married and say 
hopefully you spend the rest of your life together. Like you really liked each other. And then you get to a point where not only do you not like each other, they can't stand the sight of one another. And it's like, how can two people that felt so strongly about one another just completely despise each other? Right. Say something, man. Really is. Yeah, it is interesting. And it's also interesting too, like like the whole thing with the the dog came up today. Now, I am not going to turn my dog in. But let's say I wanted to. Mm -hmm. More people would look poorly upon me for for giving my dog back than if I was that I, than if I broke up with a human being. Yeah, people really feel passionately about the animals. That right. is very true. Like if I were to say after a year I don't want to have a dog anymore, I would be viewed more poorly than if I said after a year I don't want to be married. That's probably true. But then that's crazy. Well, sure. Well, it's perception. It's what you care about too. Yeah. You know, I mean... If you don't care about other people's opinion, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But you're right that people would look. And I think, too, the fact that divorce is so uh, prevalent now, it's it's accepted. Yeah. Oh, they're getting separated. Oh, they're getting divorced. Mm, them too, huh? You don't hear of people giving back their dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, when was the last person, seriously, in your life that you heard returned a dog? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's been. I I don't know anyone. Me neither. I don't know a single person that's returned a dog. Right. So that's where it's perception, reality. But at the end of the day, it's what's accepted and what's just out of left field. <laughs> right. Like my relationship with a person was not working out. It would be people would say you should move on for yes. your health, everyone's happiness. Yeah. Yet with a dog, I can't do that because that dog is reliant on you. Right. And the dog's but driving you nuts. But sometimes uh, a, a man or a woman is completely reliant on the other person. Yeah, oh, for sure. You yeah. know. Uh, no doubt. Absolutely. It just, like, I, I have a hard time understanding why. I know life is all about, I or suppose. Like, I don't understand, but I know that life is all about uh, doing things. But to me, every so many of those things that are expected of us as we go through life, all it does is complicate life. There's only one way not to complicate life. Yeah. Stay single, stay relationship-free, and just live your life and do what you want to do. Yeah. Otherwise... Right, but everything you add to that is... Could complicate things. Right. Unless you sit in your apartment and do nothing all day. Al Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, seriously. Because you're right, even... Even you're single, you have no girlfriend, no wife, no nothing, no responsibility, and yet you decide to call your friends to go to a ball game, and one of them is one of those guys that's always running late. And instead of you just getting in the car when you want to go to the game and leaving when you want to leave, you're waiting on jackass to show up who's 35 minutes late, and now you're late to the game, and you've complicated the whole stupid scenario. Right. And yet there are some people, when you look at their lives, all they do is make choices that complicate their lives. Yeah, I know a couple of those over people. Over and over again. Yeah. It seems like every decision is the wrong one. Every Right. The person they're with, they decide to have a baby. Buy a house they can't afford. Buy a house they can't afford. Buy a car they can't afford. Yeah. Relationship in trouble. Let's have another baby. I've Maybe that'll that. fix things. I've seen that many times over. You know the amount of people that wrote to me and called that said, uh, to solve your dog problem, get another dog? There is no chance that's happening. Because now what would happen is 
Staggering times to go out. Staggering times, staggering. This one's stomach is uh, bothering it, and this one's not. Then this day, this one is, and this one's not. I'm no chance I'm complicating things more. I will tell you, yeah. and I said this to Kim at the time, but you were, and you really wanted a dog. I so did. I'd never, whatever. Having a dog in a, in a condo in a, without a backyard yeah. is really hard because unless you're going to teach it to go in a litter box like a cat, Man, that's difficult. That's why to me, the, and again, I was always a dog person growing up, always. The cat is so easy. You're right. So easy. And, and this notion that they're, you know, standoff. I'm telling you that I got the two friendliest cats around because our, we have lap cats that are with us. They, they follow us. They actually do want to play from time to time, chase the ball around. I mean, it's really something. And I never knew. And they're so easy. Like, you could go away, and we have. We could go away like for a night. The kids go somewhere, wherever. Go to Atlantic City. We leave at noon or 1 o'clock on a Saturday. Put out a ton of food. Clean the litter box. We'll see you guys tomorrow at 3 p.m. They're fine. So right. self-sufficient. It's so much easier. So much easier. I don't mind the standoffish pet. You think people... I know you don't. Do you think people would kill you if you made a trade? <laughs> Traded a dog? A dog for a cat. <laughs> no, but if I told someone I was turning in a cat, I bet I'd get less. Yeah, because people, again, perception of the cat. Right. Is that they're not friendly. They're not They're not like a dog. They're, you know, it's a cat, whatever. Right. It's funny. Yeah. It's just like, just so, I just think You're about You're struggling all, with this. Well, I'm struggling just with why, how, why people, human beings, add complications to their life when it's not necessary. But then that's what people th- Let me ask tell you, you life is. Here's a good question. And I don't mean this in a bad way at all. I think this is like everybody. Did And again, I, please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Has Gina complicated your life or has any girlfriend you've ever been sure. with? Compli- okay. Same with me. Getting married complicates your life. Did you seek that out or did it just happen? I probably Did I seek out the complication? Her. Yeah, I probably did. No, I'm saying like you looked for her or didn't you just meet by chance and it worked out and here you are years later. Right. Like, I don't think you put a billboard up. No, but we're actively looking for companionship. So you're not bored. Right. For sure. It's a, and you get an emotional attachment. I don't think you got involved with her and said, Hmm, let me think, but this is really going to complicate things. You get into someone and you're, you're there, you enjoy it. You love them. But yeah, they can, and then it gets complicated. Now, now I'll bring it back to family. I've always, and I've said this too. Fa- you know, everybody, oh, family, the bond of family. Family can really be a pain in the ass. Whether it's my family, your family, anyone, else, because you all don't see things the same way, right? And that's a case where you're not complicating anything, but you were born into a family, so you've got people still around you. Yeah. Tough. Yeah, it is tough. Huh. Yeah. Uh yeah. I'm I'm better in life with less complications. Like super zero complications. Like I don't like any slight complication in life. Yeah. You would Not like to slightest. wake up, have your coffee, right. take a walk by the shore. Mm-hmm. You would like to listen to a podcast, chill out on your terrace, watch people walk by, right. have a little lunch, watch a good murder documentary mm-hmm. maybe go for a nice afternoon walk come home make your dinner 
chill out and relax from that tough day you've had, <laughs> go to bed, rinse, repeat. Yeah. And enjoy your bath fitter at some right. point during the day so you don't stink. Right. And, yeah. And you don't want the phone ringing. You're not looking for a text message. And you'll just check Twitter to stay up on things. Right. That's yeah. the perfect day in your world. Yes. But that sounds terrible. That sounds, <laughs> that yeah. sounds like a terrible way to live. Yet, I think that's fine for a couple of days. All the, yeah, I guess. That, that would be a very lonely life. Yeah. But not complicated. Not complicated, but lonely as hell. Yeah. Now And now we'll bring it back to the warm-up show, which you will hear coming up in a little while, when you talk about, um, wow, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, my God. What did I do in the warm-up show of talking about complicated lives? Totally just lost my train of thought. Yeah, that's we discussed something sleeps. in relation to this, you know, in a different way. Oh, I guess you have to listen to the warm-up show. <laughs> like, I also find it very strange that people, the overwhelming majority of people, so not some people, most people want to have a child. I think in my experience, and this is just my experience and the people I've known, most women want to have children. Not all. But I can't think of too many that I've come across in my life that have not wanted to have children. And I would be honest when I would tell you, out of all the men that I've known in my life and friends, 50-50 were interested in kids. I was on I was online with no kids. I remember telling my wife, even before I got married, like, if you don't want to have I'm good. No kids, I'm fine. I, I want to travel and just do things. And she wasn't thrilled with that answer. Um, and then it was, you know, as we got into the marriage, it's, it happened and that's great. And I couldn't imagine not having done it. Right. Especially since I've been blessed with two kids that are amazing, but I was in that 50% that I had no interest in having kids. None. Yeah. My friend, John was, uh, one of my three friends was adamant about not having children mm -hmm. and then ended up having a child and is, I would say would loves fatherhood yeah. and being a father and never had any interest in it. Yeah, me neither. And was against it. Yeah, I wasn't against it. I was not for it. And now, like yesterday, for instance, like I was legitimately excited for yesterday. Matthew had a game at 3.30 or 3.40, whatever time it was, and we, I knew we were going home, eating quickly, and then Joseph had a game at 8. Like that to me was all, and then to watch them play, and it's just, See, it's when, cool. And when I hear that, that sounds like the worst day ever. To you. To me, right. right. That's what I mean. Like, it's so... Like, I couldn't wait for it. Yeah. Even though I knew Joseph's game didn't start till 8 o'clock, I wasn't thrilled about that, and I didn't stay for the whole thing. I stayed for an hour. I made sure, at the very least, I need to get five hours sleep, if I can. Um, and I did. But that, you know, like, when I go to the high school games now, they're screaming, Matt, you know, when they scream Matthew's last name. Like, it's just neat to me. Like, I'm on my old... It's where I played, which is also kind of cool. Like, I'm sitting there listening, and it's just fun, man. It really is. And then you feel, not that I'm, you know, living my life through him, because I'm not, but when you're watching the game, like, he came up with the bases loaded um, two weeks ago in Colts Neck and drilled a shot that I think is still traveling. And it's you, it's the most proud moment you can have. And then four or five days ago, he came up with the bases loaded in a similar spot, and he struck out. And you just, like, you get that pit in your stomach, like, you feel for him. And then yesterday comes up with the bases loaded, and he walked. And that's kind of like an in-between feeling, like, yeah, <laughs> right, very vanilla. But, like, I experienced all three of those in three consecutive games, and it's almost like you're out there with him. 
It is it's it is fun. It's, you can't describe it. You can't. It's fun. Yeah. It's a complicated world, Jerry Rucco. I guess it could be. I'll tell you this too. You talk about where you are in life. So it hit me last week. Like I'm towards the end now with them. I'm done coaching Matthew because he's going to play on this travel basketball team now in the summer, which I wasn't expecting. So I'm done coaching him. And even my little guy, like he's 11. Next year he'll be 12. After that, it's like the flip of the coin if you still have a team, if you can get enough kids to play. Like that's it. Right, your coaching career could be up. Yeah, 15 years, that'll be it. Like it's gone by. I know, and again, it's cliche. Everybody says it goes by so fast. That doesn't even begin to describe how quick it goes. It's weird. So I'm actually contemplating when I'm done starting up with like my own team with eight-year-olds. And my wife thinks I'm absolutely crazy. So have a, but I enjoy a, it. a little league of eight-year-olds, even though one of the eight-year-olds is not yours. I would right. I would start as a coach of like an eight-year-old team and take them through twelve or thirteen. Oh, okay, and then start over again, like every. Well, I'd be like, hey, you'd have like, a, you'd be like a college basketball coach where every yes four years you get a new crop of uh, eight-year-olds. The problem is, as you're getting older and you're not getting paid, yeah, or getting paid much. Yeah. I I'd probably think I would prefer to coach high school. I probably would like to do that. They seem like a bunch of punks, high school kids. Depends on the kids. Depends. We've played some really good teams, and we've played some teams where that's exactly what they were. You don't get a lot of eight-year-old punks. <laughs> you want to bet? <laughs> In this entitled world, you want to bet? Is that right? Oh, please. We do get some punks then, huh? My team is really good, but we run into some teams where you can see. I mean, kids are yelling at their parents at eight, nine years old. Yeah, that's weird. It's like, just calm down now. God, how about come here? How about I rip the pants off your, off your little butt and go home? <laughs> Oh my God! Some of these parents are nuts. Yeah, in a bad way. And it in a is good weird way. when kids talk back to their parents. Yeah, it's weird. I've ne- I have never experienced that with Where either one of my kids. Oh, with your kids, and I never but talk back to my it. parents. No, I never did either. I see it all the time. I mean, you see it on the field. They talk back to their coaches. Like, yeah. God. Yeah. I You'd be amazed. Never. It's at a lot of what you see. It's not good. Hmm. Want to coach team with me? No. <laughs> no interest. I'll do third base, and you can do first base. <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> I used to have a first base coach who used to go, who who used to want us to take a lead off the fir- off of first base. He would go, get off there, get off there, more, more, back, more. Back, 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 back. <laughs> <laughs> too much. <laughs> and I'd be taking the lead, and he'd be like, more. I'm like, more. I'm not getting back here if they throw over. <laughs> then it's on him. <laughs> His fault, and then the, you're, you're the one that get yelled right, at. I'd give you all that. Oh boy! All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up program. I've got to contemplate life. That was Something a. I'll tell you what. Life. That was a deep diversion away from other odd stories we usually talk about. Yes. Right. Sometimes we talk about deep topics like complicating life and the simple life, and where are we as a generation or a species? Very cathartic. Very cathartic. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow on a feel-good summer Friday. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
Al and Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, here we go, 5.03 on the Fan Rooney. It's a Thursday morning along with the Eddie Scazzeri. It's the warm-up show brought to you by Carney Bank, your bank for today. For tomorrow, visit CarneyBank.com for details. I look across the room, I see a handsome man, I see a bald man, I see a man who is so smart about current events, and he is going to knock your socks off with his sports knowledge this morning for the next 57 minutes. His name is Al Garrett Dukes. What's up, Al? Good morning, Jerry. As usual, I will knock you dead with sports knowledge, sports takes. Dropping sports knowledge in your face. That's right. Uh, this, uh, you know, I'm one of these people that got a dog during the pandemic, although it was my game plan was to get a dog whether there was a pandemic or not, that wasn't why I got one. You were thinking about that for a couple for a of years, time. I would say. A bad idea. It was just, let's be honest, it was a Oh, it's enough idea. now? It's, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't What is do the problem? Well, you have to. I, uh, well, Don't become one of these people returning I the dog. I might return the dog. I'm to gonna who? Look, I'm going to look around to see if I still have the receipt. I don't know that you have a receipt. Oh. You cannot give, this is why you can't be a father. No, 100%. You can't this, give the kid back. This 100%. Even though I knew I, w- I couldn't and didn't want to be a father, this 100% solidified that. So I'm never going to look back at my life and go on my deathbed, I wish I had a son. <laughs> I don't. Well, you might when you're all alone. I, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I won't. I won't. I won't do it. All right. But these, do- like, that's just, uh, uh, we're not on the same schedule and it just doesn't work. It's very difficult. It doesn't work. I, I was a bad idea on my part. I have, I, I have, we have terrible hours as it is, and the, uh, having terrible hours and then the dog that doesn't keep any hours whatsoever, it's a terrible combination. Someone didn't sleep last night. Someone and someone's cranky. Someone hasn't slept since he went back to work. Right, because everything's been disrupted. Right, but it's been over a month now. Yeah, I hear this you. This dog just can't get it together. Hmm. Just Send can't it to get school. It together. My gosh, I'm gonna drop it off at uh, some you know, maybe Gina's house. I'll drop uh, drop the dog off. You uh, could do uh, that. Uh, it's unbelievable. In the meantime, you owe me a dollar. Uh, I do owe you a dollar. Yeah, because uh, Garrett Cole, take my and I brought my dollars, Jerry. Garrett Cole struck out more than what eleven and a half. We yeah, we set the over under at eleven and a half, and he struck out twelve in eight innings. I last couldn't night. believe it. Why? Because that's a lot of strikeouts. He's a really good pitcher, and the Rays are not a great hitting team. Right, but still, you would think, put the ball in play. One of you schmucks. (laughs) This is the way baseball's going these days. Strikeouts are home runs. Yeah. I mean, well, and you know what's funny about that is the Mets are not hitting home runs, and yet winning games. So go figure. I think it was, I think it was Kevin Pillar that says the guys are, it's noticeable that the ball's different. The ball is uh, dead? Different. Different. It's deadened, I guess you could say. Is it making people strike out more? I want, it, no, I don't know about that. Is it more movement for the pitchers? Balls that would fly out of the ballpark in previous years are not flying out of the ballpark right now. And yet I've seen like multiple upper decker shots. Yeah, well, places. listen, they're still you still have the ball coming at a high velocity. You still have great, powerful hitters. They're still going to hit home runs, Yeah, but now you're not going to get the fringe home runs, it seems like. At least that's what Kevin Pillar said. Who's Kevin Pillar? This is the MLB Network guy? No, he's on the he's on the Mets. Oh, that Kevin Pillar. <laughs> I'm thinking of Kevin, Kevin Millar. Millar. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Pillar is on the Mets. <laughs> yes, he is. I knew that. <laughs> uh, but when you were kept saying Kevin Pillar, I thought right. maybe you meant Kevin Millar. No, 
He was on the Red Sox, right? Yeah, he was. Kevin Millar. Look at you. I told you, dropping sports knowledge yeah. on your face. He was on that Red Sox team that came back down three games to zero against the Yankees. Dropping knowledge as soon as you realized who Kevin Pillar was. Kevin Pillar. Yes. <laughs> so Matt Harvey got his... Um, oh, you're welcome again for that. Got his standing ovation, and you nailed that one too, I told Jerry. you he'd be lucky to go five innings and get shelled. Yeah, it was unbelievable. <laughs> you were really predicting some baseball sports talk yesterday. yesterday. How about in, that? In the local New York market here. Yeah. Yeah, Matt Harvey, what, he gave up uh, seven runs or something? In four and a third. Gave up seven runs in four and a third. What's interesting is I think it was his last time out or the time before that. He looked really good. He looked sharp. Um, but this was this was what he's been. I I feel bad for him because it's just not there. I kept uh, hearing, oh, the the Mets fans gave him a standing ovation. It looked so lame. I went back and watched it. It here's, wasn't that great. It was here's like, what they didn't do. They didn't boo him. Right. And I thought he was in the, how about him in the post game? He actually, when looking back, said a couple of things. Number one, he blamed himself for the way things went here. Is that right? Because he said he got in his own, A, the injuries, but B, he got in his own way too many times. I and thought he, that was actually a pretty good thing to say. I'm also honest. Uh, and B, he also said he wouldn't take back. Remember we always talked about he pitched too much and Matt Harvey and going out in the World Series game, that extra inning and blah, 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 blah. He came out and said, you know what? Not many guys get to go to the World Series. Like, to him, it meant everything. And he looks back. He Basically, no regrets is what he was saying about what he did and, you know, what he gave and how he performed. I hate when people say, I've got nothing but regrets my entire life. I know life. you do. And people always go, I have... People think it's a weakness to go, I have no regrets. No, I don't think You're it's a weakness. You're allowed to have regrets. It's not a weakness. Absolutely, it's not a weakness. So he has no regrets that he was going out partying well, I'm not saying, instead, no, 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 instead no. of pitching? No, 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 no. I'm no saying regrets. In, in terms of, remember they, remember you had Boris with the Harvey rules and you had the whole conversation, how many innings should he throw? He Remember he blew past his innings limit as they were making that playoff push? And the yes. push his point was it was worth it to him. As he looks back, because he went to the World... They didn't win, but they won a pennant, and he went to the World Series, and not many guys that play this game even get to the World Series. So that's... He didn't say, I have no regret. He's not Frank Sinatra. He didn't say, although he had a few. I've had a few. Right. <laughs> he didn't say that, but if you read between the lines, it's basically what he was saying. I did also hear in the post What's game, your biggest regret? Wow. I mean, clearly you have a lot. We know that. So many. You pulled them. a me. You bought a car and sold it within less than a year. Actually, I had that car three years. Shut up. Yeah. The car you just got, the, the Tic Tac yes. that they call? Yeah, I had that like three, three years. Three years? Yes. I would have said like 10 months. No. All right, so that's not it because you had it for three years. Right. Three years. All right, give me your biggest regret. Well, currently adopting a dog. <laughs> no, no, that doesn't count because <laughs> that's not going to be the biggest regret mm. you have in life. You said you've got so many regrets. I have like little regrets. I regret every purchase I make. Like I have buyer's remorse. But after then they I turn out to something. be usually pretty good. Sometimes they do. I don't know. I just I have many mini regrets along the way. That to me is not a big deal. The big like the big deal would be you bought a house and you hate it and you hate where you live. Yeah. No. All of my big purchases I've had no problem with. It's the tiny purchases that really bother me for some reason even like you bought an engagement ring but you didn't get married realizing it was the no no no, no. i'm not i'm not being funny i'm being yeah. like that could have been the biggest regret you made in your life right. had you done that and gotten divorced three years later right you were saved from that whether she decided it was wrong or you did you didn't have to go through with that right so that's not even a big regret right yeah i guess i just have a lot of mini regrets yeah, along that's that. not a big mini regrets anyway you were saying in the post game oh um 
Oh, I already did the. It will. It won't work. I was. I was going to do a dumb joke, but I already used it. Oh, all right then. I already used it in the in the other part. <laughs> um, what else do I have here, Jerry? Oh, I hope more. We got forty nine <laughs> minutes left. I am out of material. <laughs> you always mentioned that like Yankees Rays in Tampa is boring because it just looks boring. It looks boring. Yeah. Well, last I mean yesterday <laughs> it's really boring. <laughs> their only run came on a sack fly. <laughs> yes, but you did get a double in that inning, I believe. A double? You did, yes. I'm um, I'm forgetting who it was. But your judge got on base. Then there was the double. They had second and third. He comes home on a sack fly. So after a ground ball that didn't drive the run in. They they didn't pull a, what is his name? Mazika, Vazika, the kid on the Mets who drives and runs without getting hits. Yeah. Well, the Yankees drove on a run with a sack fly. Did not get the run in with the ground ball just prior to that. But you're right. One nothing in sterile Tampa. I did see a lot of people saying how what a great at bat that Aaron Hicks sack fly was because he like he battled. Yeah, he battled Jerry. And then he he hit it the opposite way. He hit it where it needed to be hit for the to get the run in. Did a lot of good things. A little yes. baseball. Yeah, that's a little small ball right there. Small ball from the Yankees. Yeah, Balls. they win. They don't hit a home run. Right. And they haven't been hitting a ton of home runs either. No. Oh, by the way, someone saying. hit the roof. I think last yep. night of the ceiling. Sure did. In sure uh, did. Tampa, that goofiness where the ball's in play. Yeah, that is weird. I, mean, I don't know what else you do. On the catwalk. I mean, the ball's in play. It kind of is what it is. Right. Very yeah, It's strange. like when you used to play uh, baseball in the street or in your backyard. If you hit it off the fender of this car, it's in play. Yeah, pretty much. That's pretty how much. you do it. I wish, all, I wish other stadiums had cool things like that. It makes it unique. Like, you that's all, something unique to Tampa. You could hit a ball off a catwalk and it's still in play. I'll give you one. And I think I'm... Ground rules. Was it Austin? Was it Austin Meadows that hit it last night? Well, Could whatever. Be. Um, I'll give you one that I thought was really cool in terms of making a stadium unique, and they took it away. Houston, when they had the Hillen Center Field, yes, when they built Minute Maid Park or whatever it's called now, like that was really cool to me. Were and they, they took it away. Were they afraid players would get hurt running up? The I hill think a couple. I, I think a couple did. Yeah, I could see that being a problem. But I don't know. I thought it was kind of neat. Even mm. and even City Field. They built that high wall and left. Of course, no one could hit a home run there, and so they pulled the fences in, and now it's just like a you know a fake fence in front of the real fence. But it's and Detroit did the same thing. They moved fences in. The, yeah, the Tigers made a monstrous ballpark, and it was the same type of deal. No one could hit home runs there, and so they moved the fences in. Yeah, we need to see home runs, Jerry. We don't need games ending one nothing on sack flies. You know how they say like. Everybody, like, the NFL's a copycat league. Who says this? People. Talking heads. I don't know who these people are, but people. Who are these people? Boomer. He says it. Boomer says it. Yeah, yeah, he sure does. How about when the whole AstroTurf Stadium trend hit? Everybody was like, all right, we need a boring, symmetrical, round stadium with bad carpet. And all those teams that played on those terrible surfaces for so many years. And then all of a sudden, the Orioles come up with Camden Yards. And then we got the trend for new ballparks and grass and how cool all the stadiums are now. The smell of grass, Jerry, when you walk into a stadium. Pretty good. <sighs> Pretty good. Jameson Tyon, the Frenchman. <laughs> Your Frenchman. My favorite French pitcher on the Yankees will pitch uh, today against uh, Rich Hill. Former Dodger. Former Dodger, yeah, of course he is, Jerry. Blister uh, problems, Rich Hill. Rich Hill currently has blister problems? No, I'm not saying that. He's had blister problems in the past. I think, I think Rich Hill... If I'm not mistaken, a couple of years ago had a no-hitter going but had a blister problem. 
and I think was taken out of the game. How do you get blisters if you're a current pitcher? You squeeze the hell out of the baseball. Well, I feel like like I could get blisters because I'm not used to throwing a baseball. You Rich could. Hill is used to throwing a baseball should get no blisters. Yeah, you have very white-collar hands, I would say. I got blisters on my fingers! Where would you find that? I knew he was going to grab He loves what that. What is that from? I think it's a Beatles song or it's something. It's the uh, very end of the extended version of Helter Skelter <laughs> from the White Album. That's one of those songs, uh, Jerry, you'd hear on the Beatles channel where you go, what is going on here? Yeah, I say that often, actually. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Mets are off Thursday. That's today. They'll play in Tampa starting tomorrow. So how about that? The local Tampa market getting the local New York teams for all the people who live down there who moved from our lovely states here. I got to be honest. I have no idea what you just said. I was reading Rich Hill blister problems. I was saying uh, the Mets are in Tampa starting tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. That's what I said. So Tampa can actually have some fans there. Of course, none of them will be rooting for the Rays. But kind of neat. That would actually be... I saw Mets Marlins in Miami, and which was neat because you were in a visiting ballpark, and literally fifty to sixty percent of the fans that were there were Met fans. I mean, it was obvious. Um, I think obviously the same thing with the Yankees when they go to Tampa, but it's Yankees Rays. I think it would be cool to go to Tampa this weekend to see a Mets Rays game because it's something you're not going to see often, right? Especially if a ball gets hit off a catwalk. It could be. You want to go? On the catwalk. No, I'm not uh, traveling right now, Jerry. Until nope. the but I thought you are vaccinated and you're going to be cocky. What happened? I am. Oh, that's true. I was supposed to be cocky with my vaccination. Me and you will hop a flight Friday. We'll go. What would it take to get you on a plane to go Friday, but not to go to Tampa, just to go to Tampa? We're not going to the Mons Venus. To go to Tampa. You make your own decisions. Mets raise on Friday. Mets raise on Saturday. We come home Sunday morning, 7 a.m. Mons Venus after one of the Mets games just to see what it, how it's changed since I was last there many years ago. I'll even ago. throw the Mons Venus in. All right. After the Friday night game. I, I, Would I you go and sit through two games in Tampa? I, w- I could sit through two games uh, in Tampa. You could. Yeah, because I wouldn't be in the sun. It's indoors. Kind of lovely. Get, I although get, it's uh, blah. Some beers, some hot dogs, and cracker jacks. So I could actually. So this would be really something. Plus a vacation from the dog. This is a great time to strike, Jerry. I might be able to go. So you could theoretically, if you wanted to do this, I could get you to Tampa. I could get you to watch two full baseball games. Probably have you drunk on Friday night, and then take you to the Mons Venus afterwards. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And really, no one. You know, it's funny. I would say no one's going to recognize you in Tampa, but there'll be a lot of Met fans in town. Right, Jerry. Very popular. So there could be photos of you at the Mons Venus with your nipples out. <laughs> when you go to the Mons Venus, you don't take your top off, That's Jerry. not it true. the opposite That's way. not true. Have you ever been to a bachelor party where they take the bachelor on stage and they rip his clothes off? Actually, many years ago, when I was uh, still working in Tampa, and I was, uh, me and my friend, we'd work at the radio station. We'd work till 10, then we'd go to Le Mans Venus some nights. Did they know you by name there? No, because we would we would always, my friend had a trick, because it was used to be 20 bucks to get in there. And we had no money. So my friend would do this trick where he'd pretend to be a tourist who lost his hotel key. Oh, geez. And they'd let us in. And then you'd stay for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> but one uh, time when the Rays had just started, so it had to be 98, it was right. the first year. Uh, Mo Vaughn was in the Mons Venus with his shirt off, and uh, I told you things were happening. Then they had a day game the next day. What did he do? He hit was, four home runs? No. Oh no! He was so lax a days ago. <laughs> he was playing first base. It was a disaster. I was like, I saw that dude at two a.m. at the Mons Venus. Hence why he played the way yeah. he played. <laughs> Those All days right. are behind me, Jerry. Uh, well, we'll see. Maybe Friday night. You never know.
What is uh, ahead of me, though, Jerry, is more anniversaries like the one I'm celebrating. Actually, this Saturday is the one-year anniversary of my new condo. It was the best decision I've ever made. No regrets there, Jerry. Buying my own place and building equity in a home. I owe a big thank you to Carney Bank. You know how much I love them, and they made the mortgage process easy. My mortgage loan officer was always accessible, personable, and quick to respond. First-time homebuyers, do not hesitate to explore Carney Bank. Visit CarneyBank.com slash mortgages. That's CarneyBank.com slash mortgages. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. All right, we are just getting started. Haven't touched on the net yet. James Harden was back last night. Looked pretty good, actually, which is pretty wild. As he came off the bench, we got more Mets, more Yankees, and we got more Boomer and Geo at 6 right here on The Fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Radio Gaga, Radio Gugu, Radio Doo Doo. All right, 25 after 5. Hello, hello, hello. My name is not Craig. My name is Jerry. His name is Al. And he thinks he's uh, a big-time drummer. <laughs> that is one of those instruments I feel like I could play, but I know I couldn't. I tried in, like, the Guitar Center. I went into a, I went up to a drum set. See, I would think that's one of the hardest ones yeah. because of the fact that your, your feet have to go at a different pace than your arms. Well, I feel like the same thing with the guitar. I'm, I'm moving the, right, true. Hitting the individual strings on my right hand, and my left hand is changing chords. Well, can't you make that case with the piano, though, where your left hand's doing something, your right's yeah, not? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. The, uh, yeah you got the, that pretty good. Yeah, the drums, I just feel like it should be easy, because I see guys like Ringo Starr drumming. I feel like the I could drums, I think, should be easy. Yeah, yeah if you want to go, dun, Yeah, dun, timekeeping. Dun. I suppose. <laughs> That's not a full riff, though. I mean, come on. That is not a full riff. That's fair. Uh, the New York Yankees, Jerry, I'm so confused by We're back the, to the Yankees. Yeah, I like back it. to the Yankees. I'm confused by their coronavirus situation. It's interesting. They now have seven right. confirmed COVID positives yeah. among their coaching and support staff. Six of the seven are asymptomatic. Right. Jerry, that's a scientific term that means no symptoms. Right. This is what I'm told. All seven who tested positive have been vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Now, statistically speaking, this is almost an impossibility from what science tells us. How is that po- We got to get a bunch of scientists over there to the Bronx and figure out what's going on. Well, but is it a, is it an impossibility if you're talking about the Johnson & Johnson one that we discussed? Which they ought to just take that off the market if this, well, is, if this is what's going on with Johnson & Johnson. My question would be how Johnson. many people in the Yankee organization got the Johnson & Johnson shot? Well, they, they said, uh, I heard C-Mac on the afternoon show a couple days ago. C-Mac. Yeah, that's right, Jerry. C-Mac on the afternoon show uh, said that the, the very first article that mentioned that the Yankees were going to get vaccinated mentioned they were that the organization was getting the Johnson & Johnson Johnson shot. So I guess anybody who got it there, that's what they got. Right, which could be how many people? Maybe they gave them fake shots. Mm, I don't know about They didn't get placebo shots. Placebos. I like, doubt that. Maybe it was like a candid camera. We thought it would be funny to vaccinate the Yankees with a fake COVID no, shot. I don't think that would be funny. I doubt it. Look at their faces when seven of them turn up with coronavirus. I do agree. It is weird. 
that it's it weird. this meant like if you tell me one fine maybe two seven's a big number seven's a big number if is like statistically speaking there should only be like seven in all of new jersey you tell me seven yankees well no i mean to me it's the fact that it's at the same time yeah because again if the efficiency efficacy whatever word they're using these days is 70% effective theoretically 30 out of 100 can test positive. I guess. But at the same time, right. And that's all just, the goofiness to me. And all just in the coaching staff, not players. Well, didn't that's isn't weird. that why Glaber Torres was held well, out? Well, they say he was uh, like a close contact. Right. So we're not sure. We don't think he's yeah. got it, and I guess we're going to have to wait to see. But I mean, I don't Pro- know. The whole probably thing strange. A, one of the different strains that wasn't fully protected against. But six of seven. Non uh, or asymptomatic, as you say, Al. Yes. So it is protecting science. them against hospitalization and death. Right, but still, to turn a positive is strange. It's a it's a high number. I wonder if you can you get the Pfizer shot if you've already had the fake uh, Johnson and Johnson one. <laughs> I why not? I don't know. Why not? You could get two two vaccines right now. It's like they're they're available like candy. Anywhere you go, we've got the vaccine. Come and, get the vaccine. Get your point of vaccine. Now they're letting twelve and up I get saw the that. Pfizer vaccine. I saw. Is it? It was Pfizer. Yeah, Pfizer. I knew it was Pfizer or Moderna. I did see that. CVS, I believe, um, is offering those two now. Yeah, I got the Pfizer vaccine. That I seems also, to be the best one. And I also heard here was another. So this is another trick. We talk about this. So I was listening to the Met game last night, um, yesterday afternoon rather, when I turned my car off when I got home from my son's game at six o'clock or five o'clock or whatever time it was. So I had 880 on, listening to that game. Then the news was on. Turned my car off. Didn't get back into the car until this morning. Turned the car on. I'm listening to News Radio 880 for a while. And they mentioned the fact that CVS, their profits are through the roof because of the success they're having with their clientele, not only coming in for the vaccine, but then liking the store, all of a sudden signing up for their pharmacy services and also shopping while they're there. When they come in for the vaccine, so it's the uh, it's the the good old just get them in, and you never know what they buy on their way out. Correct. That's smart. Yeah. yeah, it is smart. Uh, CVS is my favorite of the drugstores. I don't. Oh, know I like why. Wal- I like Walgreens. Walgreens. I do love Walgreens. Walgreens. I do. I feel like CVS is a nicer layout. Like CVS is like Target. Walgreens is like Walmart. Oh, I disagree totally. Really? Yeah. You must have a fancy Walgreens. I would say you. it's fancy, but I think it's laid out beautifully. It's actually very nice, hmm. the one I go to. CVS is nice, too. I like them both. You like Dwayne Reed? You're a Dwayne Reed guy? No, Dwayne Reed's New York City to me. Drug fair back? Uh, Rite Aid. How about Rite Aid? Rite Aid, no. No. Drug fair is where I worked uh, in uh, high school. And, and drug college. fair doesn't really exist anymore, No, it's does gone. It? It's gone. It's like friendlies. It's on the way out. It's just uh, no drug fair is like completely gone. Oh, com- like a hundred percent gone. I loved working at drug fair. I was a good cashier. Well, you were because you were also snooping on the women. Right. I worked in the pharmacy, and I could tell which women were on birth control because when they would come for their prescriptions, if their prescription <laughs> package was flat, that was birth control. Well, it couldn't have been anything else. Nope. N- nothing else was flat. No, just birth control. <laughs> I don't know why birth control was flat. Because you had to take things, they wanted women to make sure they, they took, you know, was labeled Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Did you ever slip in a phone number? <laughs> no, I was their so bag. terrible. I, I was nervous when I, I would be nervous when a girl would come up to the counter, like an attractive woman who was also on birth control. It was very empowering. And this me. was just last month. <laughs> 
about when you were working at drug fair? <laughs> it seemed very empowering for a woman to be on birth control and go pick up her birth control, even if some dweeb was going to ring her up on the register for her birth control. And had no issues, and yet you wouldn't go in and buy... Condoms. Prote- yes. Right. <laughs> exactly. I would not. Thank God for the internet, Al. Me and my friend Paul stole a pack of condoms from Could you imagine drug getting fair. caught stealing that? Because we wanted to try them on to see how it worked. <laughs> Did you do it together? <laughs> <laughs> Did not do it together, but we, you know, you got to do a dry run, Jerry. Paul, lift up your shirt. <laughs> I need to get ready to try this. A dry run, but you had to be... Prepared, so to speak, to put yeah. it on. To me, you, yeah. got, you got your tight jeans on, bend over. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, what kind of kid were you, man? A scientist. <laughs> Keep calling yourself that. Like, can you imagine? Like, I actually do remember going in my room and trying on a condom by myself. You got that, Eddie? <laughs> That's a good one right there. Oh, my Lord. People don't need to know that. Well, with, listen. with your dad's Playboy to, to prepare? Or no, what, Paul. What? <laughs> Paul was not in the room. I don't know. Who was your I... other friend? <laughs> John and Steve, they weren't there either. That's why we don't hear from them anymore. But listen, it, it's actually a smart thing for someone to do. Good, you can tell your unborn child. <laughs> because you don't want to be trying it out for the first time when you... when It could you, be very clumsy. It could be clumsy and maybe you make a mistake and... Bing, bang, boom, you're pregnant. Now, for you, you got to try it on. How long did it take between trying it on and then putting that into action? About three years. (laughs) So were you trying them on once a month to stay in routine? (laughs) I think I remember about three years ago how to do this. I figured it out. And they used to come with a packet, that, like an instruction booklet. Could you imagine the poor sap? That is using it for the first time in real act, and they need to actually read the directions. Yeah, hang on, let me. <laughs> yeah, sure, they'll wait. <laughs> and there was uh, there was illustrations. That would That's you. how you were able to. Get... <laughs> <laughs> that was porn in the nineties, right? In illustrations, just illustrations in the oh, packaging. Man. All right, five thirty-five. Hmm. Uh, we got Boomer and Geo coming up at six o'clock. It is the warm-up show. Until then, so much more to do, and not much time to do it in. Right here on the fan. Al and Jerry, let's talk more rock. I love the rock. Five forty-one. Uh, Mets won. They beat Matt Harvey, who was not good yesterday. The Yankees shut out the Rays, one nothing. All of a sudden, our two baseball teams. We got winning streak. Mets have won. This might be, and the Nets won last night. James Harden did come back, and the Knicks are in the playoffs. This might be the quietest seven-game winning streak I've ever seen. Does that seem right? Like, because if we always go buzz, no buzz. If I would have told you two weeks ago, Mets on a seven-game winning streak, buzz, no buzz, you'd be like, oh, buzz. Or is that big buzz? But right, do you feel that right now? No, in fact, when at the end of the game yesterday, when Gary Cohen goes, and that's seven, that's not my Gary Cohen impression. I just want you to know that's the broadcasting. <laughs> that's seven in a row for the Mets. I was like, wow. It's a quiet seven game winning a streak. Quiet seven game winning streak. And all of a sudden, I think they're five, I think they're 18 and 13. So five games over 500. Yeah. One game lead because the Phillies won, the Nationals stink. And so, yeah, seven-game winning streak for the Metsies. Yes, and now they head into Tampa starting tomorrow. There you go. Yeah, yeah. They they have a great – think about this. I don't. They're not going to sweep the Rays. I don't believe that. But they go get two out of three in Tampa. 
you would be talking about nine of ten. That's a winning streak. That's going to be some buzz. Set you up for a good spring. Set you up for a nice buzz. Weekend Mm. buzz. There's nothing better than weekend buzz, Jerry. I agree. Uh, You see what's going on with Zach Wilson's mom on Instagram? I don't. I don't follow her like you do. I do. I do follow. I started following her on Instagram when uh, he was drafted, and I heard that she was an attractive woman. I said, well, let me see what's going on with this. Trying on condoms? <laughs> Different year, Jerry. Sorry, my bad. Years ago. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. And then, uh, you know, Cartner Roberts had interviewed Zach Wilson yeah. and they asked him about his mom. And he's like, no, she doesn't want it. She's not in the spotlight. But she clearly does want to be in the spotlight. So what's the latest that she did? Well, the latest uh, on on this, and I saw a write up on Barstool. I heard some of Cartner Roberts yesterday about it. I do follow her on Instagram. She was talking about, I think she's very nervous that, without her saying it, I think she's very nervous that Zach Wilson, who has a girlfriend, is going to come to New York and women are going to throw themselves at him. Yeah, sure. Because she seems to be, like she says, like, women on Snapchat are all whores, She says, she's mentioned. Wow. Yeah. She did say that. Then she had some uh, remarks about Disney and how they are enforcing masks too much. So she's out there. Um, and then, so evidently, I heard that Zach Wilson stopped following his mom on Instagram. So I think it's getting to him. No, oh boy, if that's getting to him, yeah, is he ready to come play here? Oh, I don't know. My, that's a good question. God, but yeah, she's out there and she's very active on Instagram. She yeah. does those in- Instagram stories. Well, there have been. Long. I'm sure I don't remember who it was. I'm sure someone on Twitter can remind us if you don't remember. Who was it whose mom ended up being... Eli Apple's mom. That's right. Like, she ended up getting work because she was so outspoken and entertaining, I would say. Yes. Was it ESPN hired her yes. for something? I don't know if she's still doing anything. No, but, but they barely... They didn't, like, use her right. I don't know. But it did land her a job. It did land her a Whatever job. Whatever she did with it, so be it. Yes. But, I mean, we've seen this before. Maybe she'll end up with a modeling job or something. Who knows? Or a reality show. Yeah, oh, she could be, I would watch a reality show with his mom on it because I, I do watch her on Instagram stories all day long. She's on there all day long just all day chatting long. it up. Really busy these days, huh? <laughs> you just got a great inside look into Al's day. <laughs> Annoyed with the dog mm-hmm. and just staring at Zach Wilson's mom. <laughs> just watching Zach Wilson's mom's Instagram all day long My to God. see what she's up to. Did you see Kristen Cavallari? Is that how I say her name? Yeah. Jay Cutler's former wife. What is she doing? So she's back on The Hills. Okay. Is I don't know. Is this a reality show or is she an actress? I think The Hills was on MTV many years ago. And that's where it is again. And I think it was some sort of hybrid version of a reality show slash actors. Okay, because I saw I only saw on um, on TV last night. I saw a um, a promo for it. Yeah. And Brody Jenner's in this. Brody Jenner. So that's yep. Bruce, Kate, whatever. It's one Bru- of the Jenner's. I think it's Bruce Jenner's or Caitlyn son. Jenner's son. Okay. Whatever. Um, and she's on it. And the whole thing was how the split with Jay Cutler, she's back. So I guess that means she was on the show before. She was on the show many years ago, I guess, when many it first was ago. out. Okay. So she's back. She's back. So there you go. Reality TV in your face. Yeah. Very exciting. She's uh, interesting to follow on Instagram as well. Well, she's... This is what I noticed from her with the Jay Cutler reality yeah. show they had. She's out there, and he was a homebody. And it makes you wonder, why did they ever get married in the first... And don't give me the whole opposite oh, track Oh, I was crap. just going to give you that. 
That that's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Well, I, hmm. I don't know if it's dumb because I think what happens is people who are like I'm a homebody. Yes. Right. You sometimes are attracted to people that are not homebodies because you you want Fair to enough. be more like that even though you're not. Right. So I guess I should further what I, what I meant by that. At some point, there's going to be a problem. Yes. Because you're going to run into things that you really don't want to do that they do. And it's going to cause friction at some point. And when you, if I don't watch that show often, but when you did, it was so obvious that he was miserable and she was miserable because they were so opposite. Yeah, it's very weird because opposites do attract. And yet once we're in the relationship with the opposite person, it annoys us. Exactly my point. But we see someone like uh, like uh, if I'm uh, very um, super organized and very very stringent and you get rigid, it, rigid, perfect. Yeah, you are attracted to somebody who isn't like that because you want to be more like that. I could see that. And then if someone who is but that would drive you nuts, then. right? And like then someone is in. who's all over the place and not organized is attracted to somebody who is organized because Im- they want to be more like but that. But I couldn't imagine you walking into, you know, a girlfriend's apartment and the place is a pigsty. Yeah. And you not just hightailing it out the door. Out of here. Right. Exactly. Unless the Friday night festivities were that good, like I can't imagine that you'd be happy. Every You'd start cleaning the place. Checking the cabinets. What is this, regular peanut butter? Where's your powdered peanut butter? <laughs> that too. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've noticed the waistline a little expanding. You might oh, want to order a salad once in a while. Where's the powdered peanut butter? <laughs> it's true. That's you, though. Speaking of that, though, Jerry, you, you I, I see stuff about we should be eating almond butter instead of peanut butter. You can eat it. I don't like it. I actually did. I purchased it. I did like it. But I looked at the nutritional facts. No different. I mean, now what's the point? Slightly different. I don't know. The oils? I don't know. It was well, only said, slightly different. I actually got a text from Al when he was off. <laughs> this was his day off. And he was trying to figure out <laughs> the whole almond off. butter, peanut butter situation. And I literally got a text from him that says, I'm going to Google this. Need to know. And I, I wanted to respond, don't care. Right. But I let it go. I wrote to you and I said, Jerry, what is? why do the health people tell us we should eat almond butter instead of peanut butter? And you wrote back, I don't know. <laughs> that was it. I don't know. And you're right. This was my day off. This was on your day off. And I was like, Google. I, I was running from didn't... place to place to place. Yeah. And you're basically staring at the ocean, Googling almond butter <laughs> nutrition facts. <laughs> and that's not a stretch. Like, no. that's legit. Looking out my window, I saw the ocean. <laughs> and I was typing, what's the difference between the well, two? There's no bikini girls at the moment. So no, put the yet. binoculars down. Not yet. Soon. Very soon. Uh, good news, Jerry, for Packer fans, if Aaron Rodgers does end up going somewhere like Den- Denver, which yeah. is uh, who it, who is the leading candidate right now, the Packers have signed Blake Bortles. Oh, great. So <laughs> this guy again. So your quarterback uh, oh, concerns boy. are but over. Let me tell you, if Jordan Love ain't the quarterback there, if he leaves, then boy, did the Packers really screw this up. Yeah, and they will be set back for many years. Uh, many years. You are not kidding. Then grab a quarterback, unless Blake Bortles is your answer. Oh, God. Which think, they seem it is. Think seem about teams that have been, I don't know, the Jets, in quarterback hell for years and years and years. Yes. You've got a couple of teams in, you know, the Packers that went from Favre to Rodgers. You're talking two decades, maybe even longer than that, 
of good quarterback play. The Colts went from Peyton Manning. To, now, Andrew Luck didn't pan out as long as you thought he might play. But still, you went from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck and had a couple of decades of quarterback success. If the Packers end up with Blake Bortles as their quarterback, boy, that takes a nosedive really quickly. Yeah, I saw a T-shirt online that said star, like Bart Star. Yeah. <laughs> star, Favre, Rogers, Bortles. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops, if that's the case. If that's the case. We shall see. It has to be love, though. has right. to be. Right. Blake Bortles is a backup, as we know. It's what it is. Now, we did get some uh, news on the NFL schedule yesterday. Uh, Tom Brady. This is cool. Said he was excited to open against, quote, America's team. Yeah, forget that. The Brady and the, the Bucks playing the Patriots. Yeah, that is uh, Sunday night. October, October 10th. 3rd. Oh, is it the 3rd? October 3rd, okay. Sunday night, Tom Brady returns to New England. That, I got to be honest. That's cool. Jerry, that has buzz now, and it's only May. I could not agree with you more. That's more buzz than Bucks cowboys Correct. Bucks patriots in Foxborough? Yes. Total buzz. Total buzz. I can't wait. That's on the calendar already. Yeah, 10-3. Cannot wait. That's a Sunday night. I'm going to actually stay up. At least for the first quarter. But did you, did you like, like did Tom you... Brady was sort of doing the wink emoji, like, quote-unquote, America's team, like. Well, a lot mm. of people feel that way. That they're not America's team? Oh, for sure. A lot of they people are, think though. They have the star on their head. And they're also worth, I think, $7 billion. I think they're the most expensive franchise now. The like, Cowboys well, again. Are. Yes. And the Knicks were, I think, fourth. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, I guess because they played in the garden. Pretty wild. All, All right, say what Jerry. you got to say. Uh, you may have heard that I'm celebrating one year in my new condo. That's this Saturday if anyone wants to give me a gift. If you're sick of paying rent like I was and want to build equity in a home, get in touch with Carney Bank. They made the entire mortgage process easy. Things that would have taken a few days at the big banks were done in an afternoon at Kearney. I wouldn't recommend anyone else. Also, their first-time homebuyer program offers a ton of savings. Visit CarneyBank.com slash mortgages. That's CarneyBank.com slash mortgages. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. And um, with the Saturday anniversary, Al will be a guest on Carton and Roberts at 4 p.m. on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, quick break. <laughs> What's it, what was it like when you got there? <laughs> when we come back, we'll get you Boomer and Geo after we wrap it up. Right now, Amy Lawrence and Odyssey Sports Minute talking about, oh, this is interesting, Conor McGregor, Forbes' highest paid athlete last year. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. All right, here we go. We got a couple more. Well, not really even a couple more. Say what you got to say. You out. Oh, Jerry, the warm-up show is brought to you by Carney Bank. Your bank for today. For tomorrow, visit CarneyBank.com for details. I did see that Aaron Rodgers is, at first it said doing the TB12 method. Then it said doing some parts of the TB12. Well, you're either doing it or you're not doing exactly. it. Exactly. So that's kind of Fugazi, as that's you like very to say. fugazi. Like he's probably like, oh, I'm not going to eat tomatoes, but I will have beers. Yeah, that doesn't and work. Chocolate. I did read that book. You it did. Is, yeah, it is interesting, but it's there's nothing sustainable about it. You followed it? No, no, I didn't follow it. It's I, on I was, Eddie's desk. I talk New York sports right? every day with Boomer and Geo, morning six yeah. to ten. Moose and Maggie I middays ten a.m. to two p.m. Carton and Roberts afternoons two p.m. to seven p.m. And for you early risers, Al and Jerry and the Warm Up Show at five a.m. We're also your home for Yankees talk, tickets, and every game, including tonight at six thirty when the Bombers wrap up their series with Tampa Bay. All streaming on WFAN.com and on your radio. 
at Sports Radio 1019 FM and Sports Radio 66, WFAN and WFAN FM, New York.